When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and joining me today is Jordan Blackwell. Good afternoon. And we're down at King Power Stadium because we've just sat through Claude Puel's press conference ahead of the trip to Brighton Hove Albion this Saturday as Leicester City returned to action following the uh, international break. Yet another one, a third one so far this season. Well, well, we, as the Americans say, we're game week 13, aren't we? And uh, it feels like this season's been going on for quite some time and now we're going to have something like 13 games in, in six, seven weeks. So it's suddenly going to really pick up pace, isn't it, this league? And uh, I suppose going into such a hectic period, it's uh, City need a clean bill of health, but they haven't got that, the Jordan, because we've got some breaking injury news. Yes, it's. Uh, you'll remember that both Maguire and Madison uh, missed the last game, the, the Burnley game with uh, knee injuries. Uh, it's better news for Madison. It, he's back in training and he's a possibility. Uh, well, I was hopeful that he'll be in the squad um, in some way, shape or form on Saturday uh, at Brighton. But there's not necessarily good news for Maguire. He's still out uh, and we'll, the process will give, a, give us a further update on him next week. Um, but it seems like he'll probably miss the cup game as well uh, next week against Southampton. Um, then there's Vardy as well, who we hadn't expected there to be any injury news about but um, Puel said that he picked up a, a slight groin problem in that last game uh, and has not trained all that much and will be assessed tomorrow ahead of the game uh, so he's a doubt for Saturday uh, as is Gazal uh, who um, was also picked up a leg injury in training this morning so yes there's a few players out uh, the good news is that Madison is is back, but with potentially Maguire, Vardy and Gazal all, all absent. And Johnny Evans was a, a, also a little injury concern after the Burnley game, but he was fine straight yeah, so he's, he's been, straight. Yeah, and he's played he's played twice for Northern Ireland, so he's yeah. going to be fine. Well, let's go back to Jamie Vardy then, because he's the talisman, he's the focal point of the attack, he's the, the guy that scores all the goals. Um, but this groin injury must be a concern, because he's got a bit of history there with groin injuries. In the past, doesn't he? Yeah, it seems to crop up every now and again. It does seem that when you know, if if Vardy is out for whatever reason, it does seem to be a problem with his groin. I seem to remember him having a, a minor surgery on it in the title-winning season. I think there was, you know, that was a season that Leicester managed to escape without any injuries. But they did seem to Vardy. I think it was around January time they let Vardy have an FA Cup game off, and I think he had a minor surgery on his groin. Um, so yes, that is a, a, a consistent problem, and it's, it's a possibility that it will. Crop up more often as he, you know, he's he's into his thirties now. Uh, I know he still says he, he feels like he's twenty-one, but um, his body might catch up with him at, at some point, and we may see that come around a bit more often. But it, again, it doesn't seem too serious. I mean, it's, it's Paul thinks he, he can be assessed tomorrow, and so he might make the game. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's troubling if it does keep cropping up. Because he had it in the World Cup as well, didn't he, in Russia? Oh, yes, of course, yeah. yeah, yeah he had a, a groin problem there as well. So, um, yeah, and, it, and it must be particularly difficult uh, for a player like Jamie Vardy because he's, his game is about mobility. 
It's about pace, it's about explosive pace as well, breaking in behind defences. He's not a big target man, you can just say stand there and get the ball and hold it up for other people. Mm. You know, he he needs that mobility for his game. So let's fingers crossed he's gonna be okay because he's gonna uh, have to play a key role at Brighton. He hasn't I wonder how long he's been carrying this, you know. I know um, Claude said that it cropped up, he felt some pain after the Burnley game, and uh, and he's attributed it to of the upheaval and the travelling that uh, um, that City had to do to go to Thailand to pay their respects to Kun Vichai. But you wonder whether, having had it in the World Cup, whether it's something that just keeps flaring up and going away and flaring up, and whether ultimately he might need another surgery. Yeah, and or, or maybe just an extended break. I mean, it doesn't. You know, we talk about it that those players at the World Cup came back and were playing football almost immediately but neither Maguire nor Vardy really had a pre-season they were just kind of thrown straight back into it and we were talking earlier in the season about um, Maguire and perhaps whether he was you know whether it had taken his toll because of that performance at, at Bournemouth uh, which was probably his worst in a City shirt and you know whether whether the, the World Cup the effects of the World Cup had, and not having a break had caught up with him now Maguire's injured um, as well for the first time in his City career so uh, maybe it is that they didn't have a big enough break and a big enough holiday after the World Cup and it is going to catch up with them yeah I mean that's uh, I think that's everybody's worst fear isn't it when they're, the, they're so busy in the summer they don't get a time to have a break it eventually does always catch up with them I mean we look at Wes Morgan and, and the, the, there's two seasons two years he practically played constantly yeah. and then suddenly it did catch up with him and uh, we, you know he's been Trying to get back to his uh, his best uh, up to now. So we know Maguire's out. We expect Johnny Evans to slot in alongside Wes Morgan. That's a, a given. If Vardy doesn't make it, if he is a problem there that they can't, they, you know, just manage, then uh, Kletchi and Nacho would go straight in. I don't can't see him any other options except for Shinji Okazaki. Yeah, I think I think Inacho straight in um, up top. I think that's probably where he would prefer to be. Um, rather, I think when he when he has played, he's played. Alongside mm. Vardy, or slightly played, slightly mm. withdrawn, and that's normally pushed Madison out wide. But if Madison's fit, um, then he'll be behind Ian. Actually, I would have thought with Albrighton and, and Gray out wide. Mm. If Madison's not fit, and with Gazal and Vardy out as well, then it becomes a, 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 becomes a decision to make for for Puel. I think then he'll have to bring in maybe Okazaki mm. to start. Maybe even Diabate will get his first Premier League start of the season. Um, potentially move Gray into the middle and maybe Diabate out wide but I think certainly with with just having three players doubtful up, up top it shows that Leicester perhaps do need another do need another option in there Well we're getting close to the transfer window we're only just over a month away from the opening of the transfer window and there's certainly some issues to be addressed there and I think it's time that those questions start being asked with Claude as, as, as well and I'm sure they will be in the, in the coming weeks about what the squad needs and he says he's quite happy with this squad at the moment but imagine they will look to strengthen certain areas especially if they keep picking up little niggles. Yeah, I think the I think they've sorted out any problems at the back. I, I think they've got plenty of options uh, at the back and if, you know, if worst comes to worst and we get the Leicester get a couple of injuries, they can always recall Benkovic. I think if they get any more injuries up top, maybe they'll recall Barnes. I think I think Puel would prefer uh, to leave these players at their loan clubs for the whole season uh, and let them continue their developments there. But if they are desperate, they may have to do that. But also, yes, they could they could uh, venture into the market. They they did last January bringing in um, 
Diabate is an extra option and he, he did pretty well um, obviously had a, that great start at Peterborough mm. um, so maybe yes maybe they will bring in, bring in another option I think it's uh, a striker I think lots of fans are discussing the possibility of a striker uh, I know I made the point um, this week that Leicester do look like they're missing a target man striker um, of sorts they've, they've put in the most crosses of any team in the in the division uh, this season but they've not really got anybody to to get on the end of it uh, certainly not in certainly not in open play um, so yeah maybe that's maybe that's something that they, they might look at yeah absolutely well it's been the international break and it's come at a good time for Leicester City uh, following the helicopter tragedy nearly four weeks ago now mm. um, outside the King Power Stadium where we're sitting right now um, but it's uh, Corporal has admitted it's been an opportunity for his players just to rest some of them rest the other lads the internationals going out having a change of environment change as good as a rest as they say um, and it's certainly proved beneficial to Damari Gray and Ben Chilwell as well who have had a pro- very productive period away with the England set up but um, Interestingly said, though, it's now time to focus again on the football. Uh, not dismissing Kung Fu Chai uh, as passing at all. He's always going to be in their minds, he said. But um, it's time to focus on football, isn't it? Yeah, and I think so. And I think also, in terms of, of Kung Fu Chai, I think returning to normality is the best bet. I think Paul said it in an interview we did with Fran- in France over the international break, where he said... That, that Vichai is in their minds um, and they want to honour him and they want to continue his work but the only way to do that is almost to to put it behind them and return to normality and focus on the football again so I don't think it's I don't think it's being dismissive I think it's being aware that to achieve the, the aims and the club's aims and, the, and uh, the late chairman's aims they have to put it behind them move on it and concentrate and get back to their usual training schedule and things like that Oh, absolutely as well. I mean, it was um, quite noticeable that uh, you know he was uh, when he was talking about how it's all done them all the world of good just to have that little t- time of reflection. It wasn't just the players as well; it's, it's the the whole club as yeah. well in general, and uh, and the fans, I should imagine as well. It was a chance for them to pause for breath and just reflect, and then come back hungry for Brighton. Yeah, I think exactly. I think there's a more so than any other time I can remember. I think there was almost a, a relief from fans that they did have an international break normally. You know, international breaks are the um, mm-hmm. you know they're they're really derided by by club football fans because they just want their they want to see their team play every week. But I think Leicester fans did feel that even they needed a break uh, from club football because of the because of the amount of emotion following the helicopter crash and in those games um, against Cardiff and Burnley. So yes, hopefully everyone has been refreshed, in, including the fans. Well, let's talk about some of the internationals then. Um, let's start with Ben Chilwell. He seems to have established himself as England's first choice left back now, yeah, which is I, remarkable. Isn't yeah, it? it is. It is remarkable. Yeah, I can't imagine that he would have thought he would be able to to perform as well as as he has done over these these past few games that he's played. Um, you know, to be only twenty one, to be given your first call up, perhaps because of injuries elsewhere, and then basically make the spot your own. He's, 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 all of a sudden, he's jumped what two or three places in the in the, the pecking order. Certainly, it seems he's above Luke Shaw, who does seem to be the, the number one there. Yeah, that's interesting because I, I, when Chilwell started against America, I thought, well, that's it, he won't start against Croatia because I thought that team would be like his second string team, yeah. saving his his better players for the, the the Croatia game, which actually meant something. But no, he was one of only three players to retain a place. Yeah, and and he still did a really good job uh, in the Croatia game. Um, 
I think he, he wasn't too troubled defensively. There was only one moment where he uh, where Perisic got in behind, but uh, Modric's ball was slightly overhit, and, and so it didn't come to anything. Um, he looked good on the ball. There was a, a couple of really nice passes. I mean, I mean, we we know he always looks comfortable on the ball. I don't think there's any doubt in in his ability there. I think his delivery wasn't great from set pieces. Again, that's a surprise that he's been given set piece duty, given. It's not something he regularly does with City or, mm. or ever. I, I can't really remember him taking free kicks or corners with Leicester. Uh, but yeah, his delivery wasn't great. And then in the last 10 minutes, he, he delivers a, a, a great ball and, and sets up the winner. So um, yeah, no, I'm really pleased for him. And I'm, I'm pleased that you know the England fans in general have been able to see what Leicester fans have seen, certainly this season, where I certainly think he's been Leicester's best player. And Claude said it today, he's... He's has he's found a consistency consistency to his game. He's been you know at least a, a seven out of ten in every game, um, and, and normally an eight or a nine. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm really pleased for him, and I think um, you know being he's only 21, he's, he's only just getting started. And he's just signed a, a new long term contract, but inevitably his form led to a question today to Claude about his future and whether he feared. Uh, other clubs would then come in and try and steal Ben Chilwell away. But if they could say they could ask the same question about Harry Maguire, about Damari Gray, you know, so so many of these youngsters at the city that are really flourishing. But uh, what does Claude sort of say about his fears for uh, Chilwell being enticed away? Yeah, well, he he doesn't seem too concerned. One because of the, that that recent contract that that Chilwell signed that certainly helps Leicester's cause. Um, but also he thinks that Chiwos will be happy to stay at the club because he's been there for such a long time. I think he's been there since he was, before he was a teenager, so um, he knows the club inside out. This is his club, in a sense. Uh, but also he said he thinks he, he will be able to maintain those players if they can match their ambition. Um, so as long as City keep progressing and the players keep progressing, they progress along the, at the same rates, then he thinks they'll be, they'll be fine. I think it's if... Leicester don't make as much progress as they would hoped, and you get you get to a point where Chilwell or Maguire become too big for Leicester. Um, that's when you could perhaps see them moving on. I think they were they were probably quite close to Maguire being too big for Leicester in a sense over the summer, um, which is why those rumours, those Man United rumours, lasted the whole yeah. summer. But I don't think Chilwell's at that stage yet. I think yes, at least played very well this season, and he's putting lots. Of, he's putting a few good performances for England. But I think you probably need a whole season of that, and then if if Leicester haven't can't match his ambition, then maybe the, we, we would see more significant transfer interest. Well, I remember in 2016 before he signed the last contracts when he signed it in Santa Monica when we were out there that um, Liverpool were have strongly linked with Chilwell. So there's been quite a few clubs aware of his uh, potential for quite some time and uh, he's starting to fulfil that potential now but it will certainly cost a lot of money to get him out yeah, yeah definitely and particularly now I think there were, you know, when he was younger and the, the fees mooted around the Liverpool thing which I think had come because he went on loan to Huddersfield with David mm. Wagner and he was mates with Klopp and I think that's how that came about but um, yeah certainly the fees that were mooted then they won't be anywhere near enough to afford him now um, so I think there's you know, there's a few clubs that could look at him. I know that that Spurs, perhaps with Danny Rose, he's, he's having a few injury problems. Whether they would look at him, I know Arsenal, Monreal's getting older. Whether they they would think about a new left back. So I can see a couple of the big clubs. I, I think Liverpool with Andy Robertson. I'm not sure Liverpool 
would be that interested anymore. Mm. But I think there's a, there are a couple of the big clubs that would consider Chilwell as a, as an option. But as you say, it cost a lot of money. It wasn't the only one on international duty and uh, impressing Damari Gray again for the under 21s scoring a goal he, he's come a long way hasn't he as well Damari and he'll be knocking on the door for another England call up soon yeah definitely I think there's I mean he's got a lot of competition there now I think the the emergence of Jaden Sancho has probably mm. hindered Gray's chances a little bit because I think Sancho is, is because Sancho's playing in a better team in, in Dortmund mm. um, and he's playing European football as well and he's 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 come in and managed to play a couple of games for the senior team and done really well there. So that that might hinder the Gray's progress. Um, but yeah, I think so. I think he's clearly he's been at that under twenty one stage for a while now. Um, and obviously after the next summer's tournament, uh, he, he'll be too old. So I think yeah, he'll expect to, um, to to move on. But I think we still need to see a little bit more end product from him. I think it's that's always been his problem. If there has been a problem. Um, we're slowly getting a bit, a little bit more, but I think we still need to see maybe if it's not really goals. I think it's more assists that we don't really see from Gray. He doesn't. He never. He never seems to to set up many goals. So um, yeah, I think that's where he needs to improve. Well, we're all looking forward to um, a bit of action on Saturday down at Brighton. It's always a tough one. This one, the trip to Brighton. They're strong at home, and they need to be because their away form's been poor. But yeah. um, at home, they're always strong. It's a, it's a good atmosphere. It's always a good day out down to Brighton. A long day though. Um, what do you think this Saturday? City win? Uh, no, I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a draw. I think. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen them win the Amex. Well, no, they won last season. But oh, they, I wasn't but, there. Was I? <laughs> oh, were you? <laughs> but um, but um, there was. They were, and then they were up against it for the whole game, and then Schmeichel saved Murray's penalty, and they managed to get a couple of goals. Of course, indeed, he was sent off as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a draw. I mean, they're doing pretty well, Brighton. I think Chris Hughes done a, a really good job. Um, you know, they're only a couple of places behind Leicester. Would a draw be good enough for Leicester? Oh, I, yes, I think that's probably. I think that's probably. You take a point on the road, wouldn't you? especially yeah. when clubs when you're up against sides that are renowned for being strong on home turf. Yeah, I think I think you would probably. I think you'd now consider maybe Brighton in that middle bracket rather than the bottom of the table bracket. So Although I was amazed to hear on a radio. Well, you were with me when we were coming back from a, a game and. Uh, Fans phoning in, calling for Chris Hooten to be sacked. Yeah, I have well. a feeling that may have just been the one, the one fan. Is that, 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 that I mean, that's unbelievable how far they've come under him. And uh, yeah, it's talk about stability at a football club. He's the most stable guy you can get. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I still feel. I mean, Glenn Murray, thirty-five, still scoring goals. Yeah, that's I know, remarkable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and they keep they keep buying strikers, and yet none of them can oust Murray, who just keeps going. Um, he's a bit like Jamie Vardy to Leicester, isn't he? How important he's become to them, and, and yeah, like a talisman figure in many ways. Yeah, I think he has. Yeah, and I think there's a, you know, he's got a particular style of play, and I don't think his age has really has affected his style of play too much. I think he's still he's still mobile enough to get into good goal scoring positions without having necessarily a massive amount of pace. Um, so yeah, he's going to be one to watch. I think that you know Morgan and, and Evans uh, will have their hands. Uh, but he's almost there. the sort of player that they'll probably be more comfortable against. Certainly, Morgan will be. Yeah. Yes, um, well, he likes that physical tussle, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah, um, he was uncomfortable at Bournemouth when he had people running at him. But uh, yeah, but I think Morgan he doesn't often lose a, a physical tussle. There's. Uh, as Morgan so yes I think he would probably be happy with that but I, st- I still think Murray's got a, a, a nice he's, he is a he does have good movement in him I think there's a 
Maybe because of his age, I think there's a tendency to think, oh yeah, he's just... Well, it's intelligent movement. Yes, it is. And it's, finding space. Yeah. yeah, and it's making late runs, it's not necessarily using his energy. You know, he's, you know, he conserves energy throughout the game and he knows exactly the right moment to make the right runs and just step in front of a defender. Um, so yeah, that's what Morgan's got to, to watch out for. And there's a little Frenchman on the wing as well, I understand, who's pretty good. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, you know, Leicester fans absolutely love him. Anthony Knockhart. Um, That's who we were talking about, by the way, Anthony Knockhart. I know he didn't. He didn't get a chance to play. I think he came off the bench at the for the game at Leicester last season, and then he missed the game at Brighton last season. Um, but yeah, so if he plays, I mean, he's going to get a great reception from the Leicester fans, um, and he's. Uh, yeah, he's certainly certainly a tricky customer and someone for Chilwell to watch. Assuming he plays on the right, cutting in on his left foot, that's a, a a really good opponent for Chilwell to face in a real test. So that yeah, that would be one nice to see him on the pitch and uh, and two a, a good test for Leicester. Well, the football's back on Saturday and you can join us. Jordan will be running our live blog throughout the afternoon at the Amex Stadium. Um, you can catch all the reaction as well. And we've got all the build-up stories going on the Mercury website, Leicestershire Live right now as well. This is Dilly Ding Dilly Dong. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next time.